Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, October 5th, 2019. Pleading the 5th, I tell you what, what's going on? How are you? What's happening? This is my show. I'm the creator, the host, the writer, the best boy, the key grip, all that good stuff of my show. We're one of the better shows on the north side of Chicago, and we're your number one source for misinformation far and wide across the internet. What's happening? Uh, I should mention before anything else, a listener discretion is indeed advised when you're checking out the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language of all different kinds, and I'm not talking Korean or Mandarin or Cantonese. You know, the Mandarin uh, the Iron Man villain, you remember, what was it, Iron Man 2? Or, Iron, no, Iron Man 3, was it, when he was the bad guy? Because one was Jeff, uh, what's his name, from Big Lebowski, and uh, Bridges, number two, what, what was his name? Obadiah Stane. And I think his, uh, his like, villain name was something else, like Titanium Lady or something like that. And then in episode two, you got Mickey Rourke, right? He plays uh, Electra, uh, Electra, uh, Electra, Carmen Electra. And in episode three, that's the one with uh, Guy Pierce, or is he in two or is he in three? Or Sam Rockwell's in one of them. I don't know, but they get... Uh, they get Ben Kingsley to play the Mandarin in that guy's trouble. So look out. I think I think Sam Rockwell's in two and I don't know. I I think I saw Iron Man three once and I can't really tell you the plot. All I know is Ben Kingsley was the Mandarin. But we're not gonna be talking about that on today's Bean Town podcast. Uh number two, podcast is objectively terrible. Although hopefully I can bring some light into your life uh, with my show. Well, it's raining here in Chicago, uh, but it wasn't raining earlier this week. It did some hiking. So you may or may not remember a recurring segment that we do here in the Beantown Podcast that we haven't done in a little while. But it's called, What's the Weather Like Over There? And so we're going to do something a little bit funky. We're going to break the space-time continuum, and we're going to throw it over to our hiking correspondent, who happens to be no one other than Quinn David Furness. Take it away, Q. Hey, this is Quinn. We're coming to you live from Utica or Ottawa or whatever the Oglesby, whatever the name of the town is where Starred Rock is. We're here at uh, LaSalle Canyon, beautiful not so much day outside. It's like 95 degrees. Crazy muggy. And you know, the mosquitoes down here are wild. I don't know what the visibility is. Probably three, maybe four miles. A little bit of a haze going on today, but still bright out. Big time humidity. That feels like is well over 100 degrees. I'm wearing long sleeves and no water. So we'll see if I make it out. Wow, how about that? Pretty neat, huh? It reminds me, my, my reaction to that reminds me of uh, in college, we would do a lot of John Gruden impersonations, especially when we're watching Monday Night Football and say, how about that, man? He's breaking the space-time continuum. It's really blowing my mind, man. Of course, John Gruden's now the coach of the Raiders. 
Well, that was pretty neat. Thank you. Thank you for that weather report, Quinn. And uh, it, it indeed was muggy. It was uh, around 90 degrees. The feels like was about 105 when I got back to the car. And the craziest thing was that there had been some serious flooding out there. And uh, that meant the mosquitoes were going nuts. And this was October 1st. This was on Tuesday. I'm driving from Chicago to Iowa City. And I make a little pit stop because I love Starved Rock. Haven't been in years. Uh, great spot for hiking. If you're listening and you live in Illinois and you never heard of Starved Rock, go check it out uh, You know, on the Internet. And you see what you're missing. Canyons. It's wild. Interesting, fascinating geological formations. Uh, you got limestone in there. I'm sure there's some shale, S-H-A-L-E, shale. There's probably some igneous rock, some sedentary rock. There's rocks that you never even heard of before. There's some cool chipmunks and squirrels, ground squirrels, red squirrels, brown squirrels. I saw a blue jay. Did not see any uh, larger land mammals uh, besides, uh, let's see, I did see a, a woodchuck. Is a woodchuck a real animal? Because people talk about beavers and they talk about groundhogs. But is, you know, is there space for the woodchuck? That's really my question of the week. It's a new segment here. We're calling it question of the week. And my question of the week is, what's the deal with woodchucks? I think if we could have that segment, you know, occur retroactively. We had a, a whole big podcast uh, last summer, I think, twenty nine or twenty eighteen. Uh, what's the deal with Staten Island? What's the deal with Staten Island? Of course, you can only do a Jerry Seinfeld impression if you yell like this. There's no other way to do it, unless you kind of don some mousy features. I love the word don. D-O-N, I think that's how you spell it, I don't know, as a verb, like don an evening gown, or don uh, a tuxedo, or a fedora, perhaps. Um, I was thinking about saying don, and, you know, I think you can kind of hear a little bit of a Chicago accent when I say it, but I was I was listening to the radio, I don't know if it was yesterday or today when I was driving home, and there was somebody on the radio like trying to do an Australian accent, and... They just didn't seem to understand. You could tell that they were trying to do one from the vernacular and the words they were choosing, like might and dang and da. But they just, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. Imagine a British person underwater and their nuts just got crunched from skydiving. That's about what it sounded like. It was rough. And I, I don't claim to, you know, have a great Australian accent myself. Um, but, you know, I think it's better than, than your average Joe Schmo. Um, as is my John Gruden. I don't think I gave my best effort on today's podcast, man. But moving forward, we're going to clean that right up. And I do miss John Gruden on Monday Night Football. The Monday Night Football broadcast to me just seems so blah. It's not, uh, no, no, no. I'm a, I was a big fan of Mike Tirico. John Gruden and Ron Jaworski, man. Jaws. Love that guy. Now I can't even tell you who they have. Who's the, I don't know. 
Definitely don't know who the play-by-play guy is. I don't even know who the color commentator for Monday Night Football is. Of course, the OGs, you got Al Michaels and John Madden. Um, but, yeah. Did I, did I tell you this on the, on the podcast maybe last week or the week before? I was, we were doing our family chat every Sunday morning as uh, one is to do. And I, I just, out of nowhere, I had never in my mind or in my memory tried to do a Chris Collinsworth impression before. And we were talking about um, how my sister likes to do a, a little slide-in action, um, which is reminiscent of uh, Chris Collinsworth's, you know, classic Sunday Night Football slide-in, which has a cult following of its own on Twitter. Um, But I was able to rip off a great Chris Collinsworth just like out of the blue. Didn't even think about it. Didn't really know what I was going to say. And I'm not going to try to repeat it again here on live air because we are indeed live. But I was pretty proud of myself. It was, I don't know, not to toot my own horn too much, but I really, I thought it was pretty good. Well, What's happening? Thanks again for that weather report. It was a it was a nice day at Starred Rock. It was just really hot. Um, yeah, it was October first. You know, Billy Joel had been awoken, and uh, yeah, I had a whole day to get from Chicago to Iowa City. So I stopped off for some hiking. Got some Jimmy Johns on the way. A little picnic action. Some chips and a drink. Reminiscent of uh, what we used to do as a family growing up, which was fun. We would go during, you know, weird times of day, weird times of year because uh, we were homeschooled. And it's, it's uh, you know, the world's your oyster when you're a homeschooler. Let me tell you that. You finish school at 10 o'clock in the morning and play some Madden, play a little Pokemon Blue, maybe uh, watch some Arthur at 3 o'clock, maybe uh, catch... Jeopardy, take a nap, uh, shoot some hoops backyard, and you do all that before noon. It's good stuff, dude. Homeschooling was, apologies for language, but it's the only way I can say it. Homeschool was the shit. Um, and my fellow homeschoolers there can can back me up. Uh, hiked probably about five miles or so. I didn't go too crazy. Uh, I, I had lunch at the lodge Walked around a little bit, got a trail map, and then I set out. Uh, so I just walked, if anyone knows Starred Rock, I just walked from the lodge to St. Louis. No, uh, uh, LaSalle, right? St. Louis is west, LaSalle's east. I went east along the river, uh, the Bluff Trail to LaSalle Canyon, which is uh, a great, like, it's classic vintage canyon. Uh, it's not that far off the trail. It's like half a mile or something. Uh, so it was like two and a half miles there, two and a half miles back. But it was uh, really buggy. Yeah, in fact, just eating my lunch in the shade, I started to get some really nasty bites. Here is the worst part about these damn mosquitoes. I was not getting bitten in, like, obvious places, so I was wearing a long sleeve T-shirt and shorts, so you would think, oh, legs, ankles, neck, like, hand, right? Maybe a facial bite. No, I my worst ones were on my ankle, but below my sock line. So through the socks, I got a really bad one right on the inside of my elbow, right where that vein is. Um, 
and my, my shirt sleeve was covering that. Granted, it's a fairly thin, long sleeve tee, but it was covering it. And then I got a really nasty one on my left butt cheek. How many times do you get mosquito bites on your left butt cheek? Well, I got one, and uh, that one was not as bad as the, uh, the inside of the elbow was really bugging me. No pun intended. And then I still i am checking out my ankle right now. I still can see those bites. Maybe I got some of that West Nile virus, or uh, I had a coworker who was telling me about, I call it the triple E, which I think is like endowed and infused echidna cephalosis or something. It sounded real rough. I think rattlesnakes carry it and probably mosquitoes as well. I didn't want to catch that, but you know, maybe if I if I wake up tomorrow and I have special mosquito powers, then we'll know it was endowed echidna cephalitis infused. Um, so I, w- I drove out to uh, to Illinois Canyon and Kaskaskia Canyon and Council uh, Overhang, which were always my favorite places to go at Starved Rock when I was a kid because they're far away from the tourists. It's like almost completely off the map, way on the edge of you know what's considered Star Rock. People don't walk there; they just drive out there and then hike. Um, and I always remember those canyons being really beautiful, especially I really like Council Overhang, and then um, that leads to Kaskaskia, but then Illinois Canyon was, like, my favorite. So I get out there, and at this point, it's already probably three or so, and I was, you know, from the, you know, five seconds after I set out on my hikes, uh, the first go-around after lunch, I was drenched in sweat. Um, So you were just dealing with that for, you know, five-mile hike, which was pretty rough. Uh, And I didn't have any water with me, which was not, like, a huge mistake because I felt fine. You know, I was dehydrated, but not to the point where I, like, starting to get loopy or anything. Um, And I got some water when I got back to the lodge. But I drove out to uh, Illinois and Kaskaskia, which are shorter hikes. So I was hoping to just knock them out. Um... And then get in my car and, and drive, you know, another two hours to Iowa City. But I got out there and just looking around and it was super muddy. And I, I had remembered as a kid that right away off the, the bat, those trails, they tend to be muddy. And then they got better the further back you got in. But I was just like, eh. I was already super muddy, dirty, dusty, et cetera, Dusty Baker. And I was just like, eh, it's already 3, 3.15. It's a two-hour drive out there. Like, if I do this, I'm probably not getting out there till like, at least 7, 7.15. Then I get a shower and figure out what I'm doing for work tomorrow, details, logistics, things of that nature. And I was just like, what I really don't want to do is completely mess up my shoes because, you know, I was hiking in my dress shoes. Not. Uh, I was in my tenors, as we used to call them, the three tenors, but it's the two tenors, right? Because you only have two feet. Uh, tennis shoes for the the uh, uninformed. And I just didn't want to get them crazy muddy. So that happened. Uh, so I, I, I didn't actually get out of the car. I just pervade and surveyed the trail and the muddiness levels, which hadn't been bad at other places. Some some areas where you got to kind of wander into the forest a little bit off the pa- uh, path to avoid some of the trail mud, but for the most part, not bad. And uh, almost no people out there, right? I was there on a Tuesday afternoon, school day, crazy hot. There were some people at the restaurant, 
but otherwise I probably came across a grand total of 20, 25 people in the, you know, five miles that I was doing. So not bad at all. Then I drove to Iowa City and, uh, that's, that's where our story will take a little break for you here. In the second half, we're going to be talking about visiting Iowa City, Champaign, Urbana, Bloomington, Indianapolis. And then I'm also going to tell you, tell you this. I'm getting old, and I really started to feel it today. Before we get there, though, let's read some Beantown ads. All right. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth? All because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time. Mercy. Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Brand Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest. (coughs) Hairball. New home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate angle hold on the home inspection market, you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, call Steve at 541-410-316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Or if you got fantasy football tips for Steve, <coughs> give him a call there too. Again, that's 541-410-316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Shout out to the Samson Q2U series. Crisp, clear audio quality, week in, week out, 365, 24, 7. When you need it, it's there. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And I should mention that in my living room, which is where I tend to record here, I got two little figurines here on the windowsill that... Uh, I am looking at. They face me. One of them, and they're they're pretty much the same person, uh, but but they're different. One of them is the Incredible Hulk, or Hulkster, as we like to call him, and then the other one is Mother Mary. So they're they're about a yard apart from each other, and uh, they watch over me. One uh, spiritually, and one Hulkstly. So. Yeah, it's tough making, you know, adverbs out of out of words sometimes. But we do our best anyways. Uh TV guide would love a, a new copy because here's the thing, we are right in the heart of fall television season and I have no idea what's going on. No clue what's on TV. Apparently the Connors is back. I keep hearing uh radio advertisements for this show Evil, which just seems like Maybe they ran out of all the names for television shows, and now they're just back, starting at the the dic- start of the dictionary again. We're gonna get you know another Gilligan's Island, but it's gonna have nothing to do with the Skipper and Sandy Pete and Mary Lou Who and the Professor, all that stuff. And then uh, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get the Flintstones again. Speaking of John Goodman, was that was never a TV show though, was it? Yeah, it was. Would have been a cartoon. Yeah, a TV, a television cartoon, which they then made into a film starring John Goodman. Wilma! I think I hurt my throat. Uh, last ad here, here uh, Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle, and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, just... 
a little different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations servicing Chicago, Cook County, and greater Chicago land and northwest Indiana. From beehives to bangs, you have to get me out there, though, because I don't when when you take, like, a bus. If you want to go to Gary, how do you get there? There's got to be a bus from Chicago to Gary. Is there an Amtrak? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. I drove through Gary the other day. Well, I, I, you know, there was a time maybe last year, the year before, when I had uh, access to a rental car, and um, I think I was working at like Crown Point or something up there in Northwest Indiana, and I think I remember thinking to myself like I got like four hours or something. Maybe I should go to Gary because people always talk about Gary. It's always the butt of the joke, but I don't, I've never actually like gotten out of my car there to see what's going on, see what it's all about. So I thought to myself, like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go to Gary, see what it's like. And then I was just like, I worry that I'm going to get to Gary and there's not going to be anything there, and I won't even actually know where to drive to. I didn't go to Gary. I've still never gone out of my car in Gary. I always just drive right on through. Um, where were we? From beehives to banks, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, just call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts! Q-U-T-Z. Excuse me. Q-U-T-Z, excuse me, by Q at yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. So I tell you what, I was, uh, during the ad break there, I was eating some supper, and uh, I almost ate my entire supper without remembering I had to document it, and I'll tell you why. I'm doing a focus group and it's a very, uh, it's not traditional, right? Most focus groups, you're like actually in a group and you show up and, uh, um, you know, you talk for two hours, whatever, get your check, go home. So this is really more market research than a focus group, I guess. Um, but it's through an app doing some uh, documenting of meals and life events, which I don't tend to have on a day-to-day basis. But now we're considering... Uh, you know, a flag football game that I played earlier or a 5K I ran. Those are life events, apparently, according to what this app wants. So I documented those, and we're going to talk about flag football in just one second here. But I'm actually going to put you on pause for a sec so I can uh, – got to write some comments about your meal. Uh, and so I'm going to write those comments. Wow, that was wild. Well, I took a, a, a picture of my food. I had to write some comments, but then I didn't stop there. I said, let me document another life event. Because they want three plus a day, so I uh, I took a, a selfie of myself with a the, the microphone, the Samson Q2U series, and I was like, "OMG, TTYL recording, we're live." Jokes on them, because I wasn't live. But we are again now. Um, oh, and then this app sends you push notifications, and you get the weirdest noise. I remember hearing it for the first time this morning, and it freaked me out. I thought I like. Broke some glass or something. I'll see. I'm gonna hold it close to the phone. We'll see if it if it happens again. It should. There should be two because I did two separate things, so it should be two separate notifications. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I got went to Iowa City. Worked there, quintessential college town. Went to a steakhouse for dinner and uh, 
had a, let's see, I had a, oh, a bison burger. It was delicious. Tastes tastes pretty much like beef. And, it, you know, if I was just, someone gave me a burger and it's like, here, it's a burger, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you, oh, I think this is buffalo or this is beef. It's uh, it's all good. Once you know they're different, you can kind of tell, but it was delicious. A side sale and tried a, a brew there. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Well, I don't remember the name of the brewery, but if you just Google Knoxville, Iowa Brewery, it'll come right on up, I promise, because I did it later, because I also forgot what the name of the brewery was there. That's not the name, or that's not the sound of the push notification from my iPhone. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, uh, then uh, I had to drive to, let's see, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign, C-H-A-M-P-A-I-G-N. It's a champagne supernova in the sky. Someday you will find me caught beneath the landslide. In a champagne supernova, champagne supernova in the sky. How many special people change? How many lives live strange? Where we where we were getting high Slowly walking down the hall Faster than a cannonball Where we where we were getting high Someday you will find me Caught beneath the landslide In a champagne supernova in the sky Someday we'll find me beneath the last light In a champagne supernova A champagne supernova in the sky And then a hyphen, U-R-B-A-N-A, Urbana Urbana sounds like it could be a, like a clothing store For, you know, young, like, teenagers or something Urbana like Urban Outfitters, but different. Um, and uh, did some recruiting there. Had some Chinese food, yeah, which was a lot. You know, that's the thing. You go out into the countryside here, and you get uh, food for a crazy good value. It's awesome. We got like three gallons of fried rice for I think like seven fifty or something. That's the way to do it. And then finished up in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. I had never been to Bloomington before, as far as I know. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, a pretty classic college town. I felt like I was in Wisconsin or something. Uh, but just, you know, tons of tons of student houses. And it uh, seemed like a nice little place to be. But, you know, it's the thing with these college towns. A lot of Big Ten towns um, are, you know, it's like you got the college there. Well, there's really not much else industry, so getting jobs, relevant job experience during the school year can be more of a challenge. You see lots of those students will go away for their summers. Um, what 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 Big Ten towns are there that aren't, you know, the Iowa Cities, the Champaign-Urbanas, the Bloomingtons? So Minneapolis, obviously, is uh, not like that at all. I don't know much about West Lafayette, but but I assume it's very much 
like other college towns where uh, Purdue is. Madison is not as it's kind of in between, right? Because Madison is like a college town, but it's like it's you know it's obviously way bigger, and there's way more going on than um, the aforementioned places. Continuing our tour of the the uh, Big Ten here, uh, Columbus is obviously huge. I'm going to Ohio State this week. Be there in a couple days. Uh, Columbus is not a college town. Ohio State happens to be there. I think East Lansing is. I don't know. I haven't been to East Lansing. I was just in Michigan, but I haven't been there. East Lansing kind of feels, I assume, like a college town, but how close is it to the actual Lansing? We don't know. Uh, Ann Arbor is a college town for sure. Uh, definitely a little bit bigger than, you know, the tiny college towns, but uh, and there's a little bit more going on, but it's, uh, I think it, it definitely is. And what else? I've never been to State College in uh, Pennsylvania, but I assume it's Pretty uh, standard college town. And uh, Rutgers, that's in, uh, oh, man. I, I've been there. I was just there last summer. I don't remember the name of the town, though. And I didn't. it didn't really feel like it was a college-ish town. It just kind of felt like New Jersey. Uh, not like Princeton or something. Princeton uh, is a beautiful campus, but the town is very, you know, like old, quaint. It's the university, not a ton else. Well, I, I, my apologies to any other Big Ten schools that I definitely missed because I don't think I covered everyone. 14 schools, Maryland, oh, um, what's the name of the uh, college park, right? You would think it's a college town. I don't know. I never actually went out there. I lived in Maryland for two years, but I never went to college park. And, uh, yeah, any other Big Ten schools I missed, you can, uh, you can tweet at us angrily, at BeantownCast. Or you can email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-N-Podcast at yahoo.com. I think I got everyone. Let's see. Minnesota, and I'm counting on my fingers because there's 14 schools. So we got Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, uh, Northwestern. We'll call Evanston a, a college town, but it's, you know, Chicago light, so eh. I got to start over because I lost count. Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Illinois, uh, Indiana, Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, OSU, uh, Penn State, Rutgers, and Maryland. I'm missing, missing someone. This is really going to bug me in the podcast just can't continue until we figure it out. So it's got to be a state that has a second one that I just missed, or is there an entire state school that I have missed? And I apologize, you know what, I'm going to pause and, and figure it out because for those of you big tenors, you've been shouting it at the screen for uh, two minutes now, so I'll be right back. Okay, I figured out, and I, I was paused for about 15 seconds, and I went started back again. I said Minnesota, Iowa, and it's like, is there anything west of Iowa? There shouldn't be, but there is. Nebraska is in the Big Ten, which is ridiculous. Nebraska is not, like, Big Ten. It's not Midwest. I take as much offense in Nebraska being in the Big Ten as I do Rutgers and Maryland. That's ridiculous. Um, 
Yeah, makes no sense. So after after finished up in Bloomington, I drove to the uh, northwest part of Indianapolis metro area where I had dinner and spent the night with hashtag friend of the podcast and one of our most recent guests, Hunter Bolin, commissioner of the Wrigleyville Dogs Fantasy Football League. You remember he came on back in uh, mid-August, and we talked hardcore fantasy for a while, and that was a lot of fun. Um, over an hour, we talked fantasy. I should go back. Uh, we were talking about this. I should go back and four or five weeks into the season now, see uh, how apt the analysis was. Apt, A-P-T. Um, also, American Players Theater, Spring Green, Wisconsin. You never go. Uh, if you've never been, go check it out. Lovely, lovely performances, but watch out for those mosquitoes. Holy cow. You got stingers the size of pencils, and they'll eat you right up. Um, yeah, I had dinner, went to a brewery, chatted with Hunter, got to see the dog, Malcolm, who's a Great Dane, Scooby-Doo-looking fella. I was at Hunter's house just over a year ago when Malcolm was, uh, what, I think two or three months old, something like that. And, uh, just a little, just a little pup, like a Scrappy-Doo-looking dog. And now he got full Scooby-Doo mode. Uh, but that was very kind of, of Hunter and, and Paige, his, uh, fiance right not girlfriend not wife fiance i think is where they're at um to host me in their their nice home probably i'm trying to think do i have any other friends who are homeowners i don't think so i got my you know a bunch of my family members own homes but uh uh, like extended family, not immediate family. But I don't think I have any friends that own houses. It's because all my friends, for the most part, are in Chicago. Uh, and then uh, drove drove back up here this morning, Saturday. And uh, here's something fun. So this is the last thing I'm going to talk about. We'll, we'll get out of here about the 40-minute mark. So Quinn's getting old. Um, I don't do much in terms of, like, high-impact stuff outside of running um and i haven't been running as much in terms of distances i'm still going out three times a week sometimes four um but i'm doing every day like if i'm at the treadmill i usually go two to two and a half or outside i'll run like a 5k so i'm consistent you know i'm not just like running a mile and i'm good without breaking a sweat but i'm also not going out there for five or six miles and more than anything else it's really just a time thing um, but beyond the, beyond the running, I don't do much that's high impact. Uh, so I decided it would be fun moving back to Chicago and working on my alma mater to join an intramural flag football team. So I played flag football intramurals, uh, all three years. I was an undergrad. My freshman year, I played with, uh, my, my dorm mate buddies we had an okay team. It was a bunch of a green freshman um, who didn't play football in high school. I don't think anybody on our team played played football. None of us were big. Uh, one of our one of our teammates, as our center, uh, played football, um, but he wasn't exact or act, you know exactly like a super talented or active guy. Uh, not to say he wasn't good at what he did, but he was just you know it's not like we had a quarterback or wide receiver or running back or something, we had like a, a center who wasn't that big. He's probably, you know, 6'1", 6'2", 220, uh, close to my size. Like not, uh, you want to look at him and be like, this guy's a center, you would think linebacker or tight end maybe. Um, but uh, 
So I, I did that all three years. Uh, second and third years, I played with friends who turned out to be Hunter Bolin and his squad, uh, and that's how I met Hunter, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, so we, I was we, Hunter and I were talking last night about our flag football glory days, um, and uh, I shared with him that I decided to join a, a free agent team. So show up. Our first game was today. Me and a bunch of uh, white guys who don't know each other. You know, they're all freshmen for the most part, a couple sophomores. And in walks Graybeard, old man over here. Um, and you might think I'm, I'm joking around, but I do really feel kind of old. Uh, not necessarily just being around those guys, but just in, uh, in life. And, you know, I spend, uh, spend a lot of time talking to you know, 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds at work, uh, law school fairs and that sort of thing. And even those those people, which, you know, they're only two, three years younger than me, they, they feel real young, man. Um, and, in fact, I was having dinner with Hunter and Paige last night, and I think Paige thought I was, like, 20, 28 or 29 or something. But just because of how you carry yourself. But, nope, still... Uh, Still 24. Makes me wonder, like, what am I going to be like when I'm 40? Because I feel like right now, I feel like I'm in my early 30s. Um, just based off of, like, what I've done in life, what I've got, what I've still yet to do. Um, and it's kind of an interesting, like, experience um, or s- internal sensation having done all of this stuff and, um, you know, with the perspectives I have and that sort of thing. I'm only 24. It's just, it's kind of, it's interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I played footballs, killing it, you know, scored a touchdown, threw some touchdown passes. Um, we, 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 uh, dominated more or less. And, but I pulled my groin. And I don't know if a groin pull, groin strain. The first thing you need to know about is, is very mild. Um, I, I couldn't run after I did that, and that was towards the end of the game. I was playing quarterback, so I just turned into, you know, Kirk Cousins, don't run or anything. So quick passes, uh, and we're still doing okay now. If the defense was smart, they would have known that you could just press our guys and blitz two on me, and we would have been effed. But, um, yeah, didn't, uh, didn't disclose my injury, and uh, we just continued on chugging. So got a couple sacks couple touchdowns, and we're 1-0. and And we're going to the playoffs. Going to the playoffs, because all you have to do is win one game and you're in the playoffs. But, boy, I tell you what, I am getting old because I get home, had to ice my groin for about half an hour, uh, and then I got in the shower and took a long hot shower. Basically icy hot, but DIY icy hot. Um, but, you know, I jammed my thumb. I had a toenail issue that... I think is doing better now. Um, I had another finger get jammed, messed up a little bit. And then my left knee is like, damn, what's going on there? So, uh, oh, and this was all. So I, I drove back from Indianapolis this morning, got back to my apartment around noon. Our game was at 2. It takes 45 minutes to get there. So I was like, I got to squeeze a run in. So I went out, ran a 5K without stretching much or hydrating much because I just didn't have time. You know, I was up against the clock. So I ran a 5K and then came back, threw on my football clothes, and went down to Lincoln Park. No showering, anything like that. So 
That was a smelly, sweaty day, but it was a beautiful day outside. Uh, but I'm feeling it now, lying on my couch, and I'm already feeling tired, and I'm recording this at about 7, 7.15. Yeah, it's 7.08 right now at night, and I'm like, oh, well, getting ready for bed. I'll go out and have one drink, uh, but I'm going to need maybe a quick little nap, which famous last words, but, um, you know, the time change, the jet lag, all that stuff. It hit me, man, and uh, I'm 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 feeling it now. But getting old, it's tough. It is tough. Okay, well that's uh, I told you I'd bottom out about the uh, forty minute mark, and I'm a man of my word. Uh, Joker came out. I have not seen it yet. I'm planning on seeing it. Of course, everyone's talking about it. Lots of positive things being said. Lots of stupid negative things being said. Not about the movie itself, but I saw as a CNN headline. Dumbasses is like, does Joker glorify violence for kids? It's like, there's a reason the rule on R-rated movies is you're not allowed to see it unless you're 17, you know, without an adult. And I think it should be like, well, you can't tell adults what movies their kids can and can't see. But it's like, and I saw a tweet about this, and it was dead on. It was like, does... Does America realize that not every movie that comes out is suitable for children? I remember being a kid growing up and uh, watch movies that you get on VHS from the library and you fast forward through some parts, completely skip other parts. If my parents had vetted a movie beforehand and they knew where a swear word was, like there's a scene in uh, a Spider-Man. 2000, what, 2002, Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, Willem Dafoe, James Franco, Kirsten Dunst, and, uh, oh, what are the name of the actors and actress, actor and actress who play uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt May, um, that's her name, she's still alive, I think the, uh, the actor is dead, as is Uncle Ben, Spider-Man cast. 2002. Rosemary Harris, I think, is the name of Aunt May. And uh, Uncle Ben would be Cliff Robertson. That's right. And J.K. Simmons. Don't forget. And Joe Manganiello, Manganiello, however you say his last name, played... uh, People forget he played uh, Flash Thompson in that movie. Yeah. And uh, Randy Savage plays Bonesaw. Octavia Spencer is in it, right? She's, uh, She's at the wrestling scene. And uh, there's another, like, oh, um, Ted Raimi plays Hoffman. Hoffman! And uh, Macy Gray's in it. Remember, she was, like, the hot thing in 2001. I don't, but apparently she was. Yeah, though that, that, that cast is stacked, man. People who would become super famous who weren't famous at that point. Uh, but there's a scene early on when... Uh, and spoiler alert here, but Uncle Ben's changing a light bulb right at the beginning, first 10 minutes of the film, although the open credits in those Raimi Spider-Man movies are like 24 minutes long, so maybe opening, you know, opening 30 minutes of the movie, Uncle Ben's changing a light bulb, and I think, what is, he says God, or he doesn't, he wouldn't say like shit or something like that, I think he just says God. Uh, but like taking the Lord's name in vain, right? Commandment number seven, whatever that is. Um, and we always had to fast forward through it. And I was like, as a kid, I was mystified. I was like, what could Uncle Ben be saying that, uh, you know, that we were not allowed to see it, we're not allowed to watch it. And, you know, 
after uh, seeing it, I'm like, boy, we uh, we fast forwarded through this. So if uh, yeah, th- that's what that's what I was shielded from as a kid, uh, and now people are saying, oh, maybe you don't take your kids as Joker. Yeah, no duh, it's rated R. It's gonna be a lot of murder, um, which is fun, but not for the whole family sometimes. So. I'll go see it one of these days, get a chance. I'll be traveling. We'll be on the road this week. We'll be in Columbus. We'll be in Dayton. We'll be in Cleveland, America's least favorite city, and we'll be in the Big Apple. Going to Manhattan. Going to see hashtag brother of the podcast, Jack, and do some work, and we'll be back next Sunday. So that's what we got for you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me talk about, uh, what did we talk about? Getting old. Hiking, Starred Rock, and Champagne Supernova in the sky. As soon as I get this uploaded, I'm going to play that on guitar, and I'm going to sound awful because the guitar is bad and not me. Okay, that's what I have for you, everyone. Have a good week. Take care. Stay dry. Stay warm. Go to a pumpkin patch. Drink some apple cider and get some candy corn. Get your Halloween costume picked out, right? Three weeks away. Four, three and a half. That's weird. I feel like people haven't been talking about Halloween. I haven't gotten any Halloween party invites. I'll be out of town traveling for work in Virginia. Hey, if anyone hears about any banger Halloween parties in uh, Arlington, is that where I'm going to be? Just HMU, you know, hit me up. Kids, they'll know what that means. All right. Have a good one. We'll check in on you next time.